Hey, everybody. It's Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. And uh, along with uh, Art Source, 126 years of age, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. He runs Galaxy Sports in Pennsylvania. Uh, Travis Kelsey, sexiest man in the National Football League. Would you agree? Or his girlfriend? What do you think? I would have to go with her, but (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I, I, I will tell you this, whoever his agent is, they're doing a heck of a job. Every commercial seems to be Travis Kelsey. I never, I've never seen anything like this. I really haven't. It's unbelievable. Folks, you can email us at sportsfred at AO.com. Sportsfred at AO.com. Are you there, Art? All right, I'll keep talking while uh, uh, we get back to Art uh, Source right here on uh, Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on uh, pod clips uh, around the world. Uh, So Travis Kelsey's in every commercial. We're back to Art now. Go ahead. Take it away. Well, you know, what I was going to say, Fred, is, you know, when you look at the NFL at the midseason right now, you know, you've basically got two teams that are really standing out, in my opinion. And you know, Baltimore's there, Philadelphia's there, but then you've got those other teams like the 49ers who have fallen on some hard times. Then you look at a team like Miami, who's got all the speed in the world and, and they're playing well, but you still have Kansas City. And you were talking about Kelsey. And if Kansas City can go out and find themselves a deep threat right now, I think they would project themselves right back into that top three, four teams in the NFL. You know, but it's interesting. Mahomes, uh, uh, you know, was sick, so they have a bad game. Your point well taken. Certainly uh, Pacheco's a fine running back. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, uh, one of the best tight ends in the league, as long as she's there. But uh, – who knows what happens? They, they win in Germany. So congratulations as far as that is concerned. Let's talk NFL. Let's talk a couple of games this week. Uh, an interesting one, I think. The Lions uh, against the Chargers um, in Los Angeles at uh, SoFi. And uh, what do you like in this one, Art? I like the Chargers. They really look good against the Jets. And the Jets played, have a good defense. Um, I like the Detroit ball club. It's going to be golf coming back to L.A., kind of a neat little story. But the way I look at it, Detroit at home is a very good football team. Detroit on the road, they haven't proven themselves yet to me. So I think Staley has finally got this team playing good ball. It looks like Bosa's healthy at the one defensive end. It, it looks like, uh, you know, they've just playing good defense. And, of course, Herbert's coming into his own. I, I like him. I, you know, Eckler's back. I just, if I was looking at it and going to lay some money on it, I would have to take the Chargers, lay the two and a half, and you know, and and hopefully Dicker the kicker comes through. Yeah, but 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 honestly, uh, you know, without Mike Williams, without Parham, their wide receivers, uh, you know, Keenan Allen is fine. But if you double team Keenan Allen, I haven't seen a whole lot on the other side. Have you? Yeah. You know, there's a couple of young kids. The number seven kid is pretty good. Um, I see your point, Fred. But I, but I will tell you this: um, that that ball club, according to every player personnel director that I personally know, they're in the top five in terms of talent in the NFL. And we know we will. I always make the joke about you know the Chargers find a way to pull to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory, and but they seem to have finally come together, much like the Raiders who have the Jets coming to town, Fred. 
There's another one. Antonio Pierce comes in. That looked like a transformed team. Now, I didn't know you were allowed to smoke cigars in, in Las Vegas in the locker room, but that was a pretty smoky locker room, pretty friendly locker room. I mean, that, that team looked like they came together behind Antonio Pierce, and I was real impressed by, by what they actually did on the football field. All right, let's talk about the Jets and the Raiders uh, uh, in Las Vegas. Uh, who do you like? I really like the Raiders, and I like, I'm, I'm crazy, but 35.5 points, I have to take the over in that game. I mean, I know the NFL is, is you know, right now 64% of the bets have been under the total. But that's got to change eventually, in my mind, or the total's got to come down. When's the last time you saw a 35-point total in an NFL game, regular season? It's pretty rare. But, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Raiders in that one. Um, according to my guy Guido in Vegas, who's really good at this, the bet of the week is going to be the Steelers taking on Green Bay. Green Bay has not won. They've, they're two of their last 13 on the road in the last two years. The other key stat is the Cowboys are 10-1 and one coming off a loss since the start of the 2021 season. So and then they got the Giants, and the Giants don't have Danny Dimes this week. So this could be a huge game, too. So those are the two I'm keying in on a little bit, if people want to know. What are your thoughts on the 49ers traveling to Jacksonville and uh, actually being road favorites against the good Jacksonville Jaguar team, Fred? Everybody's back. Sam Ho's back. Uh, they've lost three in a row. They're not going to lose four in a row. I, I, I just don't believe they're going to lose four in a row. And so I agree with I'm gonna, you. I'm going to have to lean with the SF in, in that one. Again, uh, They've got Kittle. You got Sam Samuel, uh, Ali Oak. Um, you're not going to be better than no, and Bosa be supposedly gets along real well with Chase Young, who they acquired at the trading deadline. Yeah. So they've so, got I mean, that that defense. If that defense, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of great players on that front line. And you know, I I look at that team. I think I think they might be ready to be coming out of the funk a little bit. They got the guys healthy, and of course, Kyle Shanahan. I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. Big week. Um, Fred, let's talk a little bit of college football. Saturday, Michigan. Do they know the Penn State plays already, or how are they going to do against the the, uh, the Lions up there in Happy Valley? Well, first of all, let me ask you a question. Sure. Doesn't everybody have a friend <laughs> who travels to watch their next opponent I didn't know that rule existed as talk as spying is concerned in college football. What are You're we allowed to scout? You're allowed to scout, but there's a very fine murky line between scouting and then taking video of them calling plays, breaking the video down. I just, you know, and, and now we're having Ohio state implicated. We're having other schools implicated. A 10 page letter comes from the, from the athletic director at Michigan outlining basically, you know, what we're going to do if you do rule against us. My question to you, Fred, is do you think Jim Harbaugh will be there after the CFP and or bowl games? Is he going to stay in college football? A, no, no chance. And B, I don't know how the team's going to react the rest of the way. So, I mean, I, I don't, I can't even. I have had a little experience in that, Fred. We were number one in the country my freshman year at USC, and we went and played Joe Roth, Mike White, 
and uh, and and Chuck Muncie at Cal and McKay before the a, a day before the game announced that he was leaving, going to Tampa Bay, and we were number one in the country, seven and zero. And Chris Shankle asked a couple of the guys that day, I'll never forget it. Will this will this have an effect? And all the assistant coaches were looking for jobs with the Chargers or the Wayne Fonts <laughs> with the Lions. Everybody was like completely distracted. And we wound up losing four in a row and going to the Liberty Bowl from a number one ranked team in the country. So there are some things that can cause problems like this. And it'll be interesting to see because that's not an easy place to play. And we know Michigan plays in front of 100,000 at the big house. But boy, I'll tell you what. I didn't realize this stat, but but Penn State is four and four against top-rated top ten teams, and they're actually three and one at home against those teams. So I, I'm wondering if the five points, you know, is something that you might want to consider taking. All right, um, your Trojans of USC gave up only 52 points last week. They fired uh, Alec Grinch uh, after the game. Now they go up to Oregon to face uh, Bo Nix. I think uh, Oregon will score more than 60. Your comments? Uh, I think it's going to be a 57-42 final. They're going <laughs> to probably be right on that 15-point bubble. I mean, I just, you know, unless USC decides that they're just going to just play the game of their lives, I just don't see it, especially on AstroTurf. With the speed that, that Oregon has on that turf at Autzen Stadium, it's going to be very tough. I mean, hey, everybody got mad at me last week because I told them, listen, you know, you you do what you want to do, but I'm taking Washington in that game. And, you know, and SC played a tough game, and I felt bad for Caleb <laughs> afterward, you know, but but Michael Penix was for real, and Washington's for real, and I think Oregon might be better than Washington, and they're playing at home, and they don't like USC. <laughs> you know, we, we talk all the time about the fact that the NFL might go to flag football. Do you think USC thinks that they're playing flag football defensively? <laughs> Looks... It does look like it. There's a lot of grab acid going on out there. I haven't seen anybody square anybody up so far. Um, you know, I I know the kids are playing hard, Fred, but there's just a fundamental way to play football. I, I, in my generation, Marv Goo, you know, he, he told those defensive linemen, your job is to crush people, not beat them, crush them, take no prisoners. The, Dave Levy, who's a UCLA guy, was an All-American at UCLA, coached at Long Beach Poly, was – McKay's defensive coordinator, you know, he had great athletes and, and they had speed and, and he let them go, man. He let them do their things. I wonder if, you know, guys like Corey Foreman, who was ranked number one in the country is red shirting. I mean, this is a kid that's been there almost two, three years and he's not even playing. He can't play on that defense. How can you be rated as one of the great high school football players and, and not be good enough to play? What, what's going on with, with coach Riley? And what was the relationship between Riley and Alex Grinch? I mean, after the Tulane Cotton Bowl last year, Fred, I would have called him into the office very nicely and said, look, Alex, I'm not going to make an announcement right now, but go out and try to find yourself a job, all right? Because I have to go in a different direction. Unless you want to stay as a linebacker coach or something like that, I have to get a, a really bona fide defensive coordinator for this program. Because we know he can call offense, Fred. There's no doubt about that. Now, let's go to the other side of town. Chip Kelly, how do you lose that game last week to the University of Arizona? They didn't show up, Fred. I, I'm trying to figure that out. This is a team that has talent. They have 
garbage at quarterback. Plus, they have the freshman Dante Moore. They even have another quarterback that they use in run in the run game. When Schley. is Chip Kelly going? What's that? Schley. Yeah, Schley. I like him, Colin Schley. I, I'm trying to figure out what what's missing in the UCLA program. You I have any idea? A, I, I don't think Chip Kelly's a great coach. I think at Oregon when he took over, he had talent. Everywhere else, he hasn't been a certainly a. So Bilotti left left the the yeah. stockpile there for him. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think there's any question about that. And uh, you know, I knew they were going to lose. You know, and again when when Fish became the UCLA interim coach, and then they hire Chip Kelly. He fired Fish, now the coach at Arizona. Who's so done a great Fish, job in turning that program around. You know, Fish has got a lot to say. Hey, before we go, I got to bring this up. Sometime this month, USC is going to make a decision. LeBron James is going to make a decision. Bronny James Bronny. is going to make a decision. I never forget the night that Hank Gathers fell down and never got up. Should Bronny Smith be playing basketball anywhere? Not this year, Fred. I really don't think so. I think he needs – he did have the heart surgery. Um, what's the rush? He's got five years to compete in four. He's a freshman. He could take a year, get himself healthy, make sure everything's okay, you know, be checked. I just don't see the – I don't under, understand why they want to rush this kid. It, it, does he really need to play basketball? His dad has billions of entities – you know, whether it's Fenway, he's part of that. I, I just, you know, I, I know people want to love to play the game, and, and I never hold that back from somebody. But but I always side on the on the, the side of caution. And, I mean, when you're talking about your heart and, and, you know, what we're talking about with Hank Gathers, and it's not the only time that's happened in basketball, you know, just make sure all the, the, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and, and you're able to do this. You know, that's how I look at it. All right, uh, for Mario, uh, for Art, I'm Fred. Uh, see you around the corner for more Believe uh, Sports Biz Sports Media pod clips around the world. Bye, everybody.